Welcome to the Profanity Nation podcast, where we are the voice of the professional fan. And boy, do we have a big show for you today. And that is no joke. That's for sure. Uh, as usual, I'm joined here by my co-host, Money Mike. How you feeling? Man, I'm good, man. I'm a little bummed about the Celtics winning because I'm a Laker ah. fan. But I'm, I'm excited that we got uh, Kareem. Uh, well. Solomon Hughes. We've got Solomon Hughes he, on. He, he plays so well. He really was coming. Oh, man. He made right. me believe. Uh, we have a guest uh, co-host tonight. Uh, Stat Pat couldn't be with us. So, of course, we have Fredo Cervantes. Yes, sir. Of the Monday Night Fredo Show, by the way. How you doing, Fredo? Yeah, I'm doing good. It's a Sunday night. It's a holiday weekend. And, of course, it's, it can't get any better having Solomon on the show tonight. So it's oh, that's amazing, good. right? That's amazing. Okay. We've got Solomon ready to go. But, as usual, we start with a really quick segment with our boy Marco Nunez who's ready and just waiting there let's go ahead and bring marco on uh marco how are you doing these days doing doing well how are you guys how's everybody doing happy more day weekend we're, 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 we're doing good, good. we're, we're good. gonna change there we go uh money mike please really quick yeah so real quick man look we got to figure out how to beat these celtics because we can't allow them to get <laughs> to 18 um so my biggest concern is uh gp2 um they, he fractured his elbow on may 3rd Mm-hmm. Um, it is what is it, May 30th? Yep. They're saying that the the uh the the second of June is when the finals are gonna start. Reports are that they think that he will be able to uh play, suit up uh by game one. Is that real quick? Because I thought when you fracture something, it's, it's you know, normally around six weeks, we're right around four. You think how well do you think? He, uh, that fractured elbow was uh, as healed. Yeah, so so a general fracture, a claimed fracture, as, as they say, it can take anywhere between four to six weeks up to eight weeks to heal. Now, that's the general public where you go see the doctor, they put you in the cast, and they wait, you come back, you know, three weeks later, they do another x-ray, see how if it's healing or not, they put you back in the cast again for another two or three weeks. So it, it varies type of thing. But we're talking about professional athletes, and obviously sometimes the, the rules kind of don't apply or the procedures don't quite apply to the general public. So most likely what they probably did in, in this case, just like what they did with Rondo and all the other players, same thing with uh, LaMelo back in with Charlotte, is that they will go ahead and put some form of plate in there to secure the bone and make sure that the bones are touching each other and they're healing a lot quicker. Now, once they put that plate in there, that bone is way stronger than any other bone in his body, and it's least likely to fracture again. When that does happen, and when they do that procedure, an athlete can can come back as early as four weeks if it's a non-weight-bearing bone, meaning if it's not in your foot, if it's nothing like that. Something in this elbow, most likely is going to come back with the knee. You'll see him with like a knee, an elbow pad or something like that just to kind of protect that area. So, yes, it is very possible that after four weeks, if they did that procedure, there's a very good chance he can come back after four weeks. And do you think uh, how, what's his playing percentage? Back 100. percent Yeah. Well, the other thing you also got to consider is if it's a shooting hand or non-shooting hand type of thing. Okay, that may kind of linger a little bit. Can he can he come back as early as game one? Possibly. Is he going to be in game shape type of thing? Conditioning. Um, how much soreness is going to kind of be able to kind of be able to play? Are they going to monitor his minutes? How effective he's going to be? Um, how much shooting is he going to be involved? Is he going to be more like a decoy, maybe rebounder type of thing, exactly. or a passer type of thing? That yeah. might be a possibility for like the first two games until he, he kind of gets his rhythm type of thing. But like I said, it's a finals. Um, it's a young kid. What's the last time he played in the finals? I mean, he's not going to want to be out there, basically. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, listen, game shape, that shouldn't be a problem. Because, you know, he, oh, he's a fighter. nothing wrong with his legs. Finals so this, yeah. this dude should have been doing some suicides or something every day, right? You know, they yeah. sleep. I mean, that had yeah. nothing to do with his, with his uh, conditioning. Or, or, Correct. or Correct. But here's the thing about that. There, there's the regular conditioning that you're talking about. Yes, he should have been able to already run the treadmill. He should have been doing your typical suicides, all that stuff. As far as his, his condition, it, it's one thing. But when you get in, in a game situation, that's different than just running laps down nice. up and down the court type of thing. Even if you scrimmage with your own teammates, that's still slightly different than when you when you actually play a game 
against an opponent type of thing. So, yeah, it might take him one or two games to kind of get back into rhythm. The sooner, the quicker, more benefit for the Golden State Warriors and decreases the chance of the Boston Celtics winning another championship. Well, the, right. the yeah. benefit That's is, is he's not a one, two, or three option there. So he has time, and nobody's really looking out for him. Sorry to cut this short, Marco. We've got yeah. an amazing guest waiting on hold. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm. Uh, please let everybody know uh, the best way to keep up to date with what you've got going on. Yeah, if you guys have any questions regarding injuries, sports recovery, nutrition, strength and conditioning, please feel free to DM me on my Instagram at MarcoANunion17, or please follow my YouTube channel at Evolve Athletic Performance. Thank you so much, awesome, Marco. Marco. We we'll appreciate see you next it. Week. Adios. Lost him just in time. Okay. There With no is. further ado, I'm sorry. I was really excited. I didn't mean to Man, cut Marco short. But but we've been waiting for this one. So let's go ahead and bring him on right now. Let's go ahead and bring on uh, Solomon Hughes, Dr. Solomon Hughes. Let's bring him on. Uh, He's a real doctor. That's what he is. Okay. A real you, know what I mean? <laughs> like, you know, you know, these people nowadays, man, they get this speak and they don't even have a <laughs> they just got a high school diploma then they get a doctorate degree to go speak <laughs> you know what i'm saying you went the work you went to the 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 uh the, you got a ba you got an ma and then you got the doctorate right that's right yeah i, I did my phd at the university of georgia that's correct yeah so yeah so i i appreciate your actual hard you know, work hard work i don't know how else it's done man, man, but, i mean uh, listen you <laughs> you, they ask you, you get famous and they ask you to speak at a, <laughs> a graduation. He's ready. Oh, yeah, no <laughs> doubt. Right. Yeah. So, right. so uh, again, no further ado, but let, let's go ahead and introduce properly. Uh, Solomon uh, portrayed Kareem Abdul-Jabbar in HBO's smash hit Winning Time, which, whether you're a Laker fan or not, it's transcended Laker fans and basketball fans, which we'll get right. to. It, it's just amazing. Um, but you're – and. and Honestly, it's nothing short of epic. Your epic portrayal of Kareem is just amazing. Um, we'd love to get into to how that all got started, but I'd just like to get some roses first. Uh, you know, we're, we're old enough to remember the end of the Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, uh, you know, uh, playing days before he retired and then after that. You yeah. introduce Kareem now to a whole new generation to respect yeah. and admire, and you did such a wonderful job. Um, Tell us, I, I know there was a lot that went into this and you had some time, but tell us how this sure. all came about for you, please. Sure. Yeah. Well, first of all, thank you so much for that introduction. I'm excited to have a conversation with you guys and uh, obviously love hearing any positive feedback to to what we worked on this last year. Um, but yeah, so, uh, you know, I, I, I tell people that growing up in Southern California, I think I was like a lot of people and definitely wondered about what it would be like to be in the entertainment space to be to, to be an actor or, or an artist and um, I went as far as after uh, graduating from college going down to LA and meeting with a talent agent and really kind of exploring to see if there were any opportunities and nothing really came my way but um, it's a space just because of the impact that like film and tv and theater have had on me personally I've always wondered about it right and I'm, I, I've watched you know a ton of movies a huge fan and, and so it, it, the way it worked out was uh, they were doing a, a, a search for Kareem, essentially a global wide search for someone to play Kareem. They reached out to a former uh, college teammate of mine, Francisco Elson, who played with the Nuggets and played with the Spurs, actually won an NBA championship with the Spurs. And we were, we were actually roommates uh, at, at UC Berkeley. Um, Francisco, who lives in the, in the Netherlands, wasn't interested, but suggested me. And uh, essentially that casting agent reached out to me I did the first audition. They liked it and then flew me down for a second audition down in LA in front of the, um, the executive producers and the casting directors. And um, and I found out later, a week later that I got the job and really it was just off to the races then. And so, and then as you know, you know we, we shot the pilot and then COVID happened. So everything essentially was put on hold for, for a year. So, yeah. I mean, go- excuse, do you think that, uh, I'm sure you were pre- prepared, right? So uh, going into that, but did that extra year give you a, even more time? I mean, I'm sure you worked on it, but do you feel that that actually helped in your performance? Oh, yeah, I, you know, I'm, I definitely am a firm believer that time helps everything, right? So I, I feel like, you know, I, I, I really, I mean, I grew up in SoCal, so I was already a fan of Kareem's, you know, his, his book, Giant Steps, was one of the first big books that I read as a kid. And so, uh, you know, I was very familiar with him, but I think, uh, it just, I feel, I feel like, you know, we're in this information age, you can go down so many wormholes, right? Or, or, or rabbit holes in terms of like uh, learning about not only Kareem, but just the ecosystem that he grew up in, right? Harlem, learning about his parents' background, et cetera. Uh, just the history of basketball, um, the history of, of 
sports activism, et cetera. And so I feel like it, there was, I definitely feel like I benefited from that additional time to really kind of connect with just all of the facets of who he is as a person, right? Because obviously we know he's, he's so much more than just a basketball player, right? He's a, oh, yeah. he's an author, he's an activist, et cetera. And so, so it was, it was, it was like, I got ample time to do even more research. Well, look, you know, I, you, I know you play, you played uh, some college ball at Ber- over at Berkeley, if right. I'm correct, right? That's correct. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Let me, so let me ask you, how many hood shots did you do when you played ball? <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, so, so in addition to having more time to kind of just research the character, I, mean, I was shooting hook shots every single day. And so when I played in college, and I played a few years after college, I shot a jump hook, which is you jump off two feet, essentially. Right. Um, it does not look as elegant as a sky hook at all. Um, but uh, so, yeah, really kind of transitioning to going off one foot, really working on trying to really kind of capture the essence of what he does. So, I mean, I, essentially I tell people there were really no days off except when my knees started hurting because, you know, I'm 43. So I'm much older than a lot of the guys that are uh, in the cast. And so I really had to pay attention to my body as I was preparing. Yeah. So you had, so for the record, you had zero hood shots. You played with four years, all four years of college. You did zero hood shots. Four years playing career. Four years of just hood shots, right? right. And no, exactly. no jump shots. Exactly. That's right. Exactly. That's, exactly. that's amazing. Because you know the thing about it for me is like, uh, like I've I've actually you know have met Kareem a couple times. You know, yeah. and and um, you know he's a really how do you say it? Uh, he. Magic is way more friendlier. Like I can yeah. sit around and well again, if you if you watched Winning Time and well, you saw Solomon's <laughs> performance and you know exactly right. And 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 and, and right. let me compliment you again because you really pulled out that in him. Like, yeah, that's the Kareem I met, you know, when yeah. I'm watching him. You know, I've interacted and I had a one interaction where he ignored me like a hundred percent and then that mm-hmm. other interaction where you know he was in a better mood you know what i mean yeah, so exactly. i've had two sides and sure, literally sure. i'm telling you man uh the the work that you did on there you hit him to the t so that was amazing uh, man thank yeah. you appreciate that yeah. hey, hey solomon myself fredo cervantes here i just wanted to kind of yeah. i'll let you know you did an amazing incredible yeah. job in the whole hbo thank series you. here on winning time and i'm pretty sure that's what how everyone felt but Knowing yourself and knowing how you kind of came into this role, like you said, you know, a friend kind of told you about the role, kind of, you know, the agency, yeah. the whole of you. Did you really want to step into that uh, situation and, you know, portraying someone like Kareem Abdul-Jabbar? Did you have that pressure on or were you just like, no, I'm going to take this? Oh, no, I mean, you know, I, I feel like it was one of the – so when I saw that it was an Adam McKay project, I'm an enormous Adam McKay fan. And I, and I mean, I, I tell people, if someone had offered me a job to serve coffee – on a set of an Adam McKay project. I'm like, sign me up. Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, right, right, right. So, wow. so like, like, I mean, there was no doubt about it, but, but it, was, it was one of those things where I was very excited, but also for sure pressure. I mean, you know, you're talking about someone who's still living, right? I mean, still, right. still is very vocal, right? Has, has a voice, has a, uh, has a, has a platform. And so, um, and then, you know, when, when you think about um, that franchise, right? And the, like the Magics, the Jerry Buses, et cetera. I mean, the, the whole franchise, what, they did for sports right i mean i feel like the 80s is uh it's a decade that really uh doesn't get enough attention i think um and um and so i feel like you know obviously it's it's dramatized right so it's not we're not trying to get everything particularly specific to like what actually happened but it's um but you know i think you're really it's 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 like a time machine back to a time um in america that really where a lot of really pivotal things happened that impact the way we look at sports now, the way maybe we think about politics, the way we, we think about the world, et cetera. I mean, I, I you know, when I think of um, my, my, some of my first memories watching the Lakers, I, I tell people as a, as a really, really young kid, the way the form court looked, it looked like a golden dance floor. And you see this show that people are just going crazy over. And so, you know, I feel like they just, I mean, that was like really my first interaction with sport. And uh, and obviously, I mean, when you look at how the game has grown now, I mean, where it's it's global and and these people are recognized all over the world, I feel like it's the, you definitely feel pressure to want to make sure that you're um, 
um, doing it justice, you know, doing that era justice. Right. Yeah. Well, you, you definitely did that. I, I'm really curious. I mean, obviously, like you said, you've read Cream's books. Um, you've done yeah. that type of, of research, at least the book yeah. study. But the mannerisms, his character, yeah. uh, where yeah. did you where, where did you get? Was it tape? Was it people? Who, how did you acquire that? Sure. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I so I, I also I think, you know, what's what's fascinating about this the world that we live in. Right? I mean, we're in the YouTube era and I got really good at changing up the search terms in YouTube to find a bunch of footage of Kareem giving interviews when he was with the Bucks, giving interviews when, uh, you know, his early years with the Lakers, et cetera. Um, there's some really, really cool, like archival footage of some of his interviews um and but then you know with that right i mean i, I it, it, there's there, there's the balance right between just mimicking what you're seeing and also kind of kind of creating your your own version of uh, of this character as you're telling the story so there was like you know i really wanted to kind of capture the balance of of capturing some of the nuances um but also kind of bringing my own artistic i uh, ideas to it uh, but you know ultimately what 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 i really enjoyed doing was i feel like when he walks onto the court Right. When you look at see, this, the footage of the games like in the 80s, the way he walks on the court, he's so cool and he's so like assured, assured sure of himself. I feel like that was, so that was a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. So in control of everything yeah. and everyone yeah. around him. Absolutely. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So so you're a couple of years behind me. So um, mm -hmm. I'm assuming that you enjoyed the Showtime era as with a seven or eight year old kid. Uh, For sure. Yeah. Yeah. And, I mean, I think. And, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was going to say, yeah, yeah. I mean, I feel like I, you know, I think like it was, I think I really remember the first series with the Celtics. That was when I really, it kind of clicked that like, yeah. the Lakers kind of became my organization, my team. Right. Um, and so, so yeah, I definitely enjoyed it. And then, you know, and then after that era, the, uh, you know, I, like Nick Van Exel, I mean, it's, it's like yeah. the, the arc of time, the Nick Van Exels, and then obviously Shaq, Kobe, et cetera. LeBron, Eddie Jones, that's right. Eddie Eddie Jones, Jones, we all love Eddie Jones. Those yeah. were the lean years, but we loved our Eddie Jones and, yeah. and Exel. Exactly. Yeah, we were trying to hold on to something. Man. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. How special is it that, uh, you know, growing up in SoCon, Laker fan, got to play Kareem? I mean, right. Yeah. It's, it's you know, I, 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 I feel like I've overused the word surreal, but really, I can't think of anything else to say. There's no other way to articulate it. It's just wild, man. It's just, yeah, the organization that I kind of, I grew up admiring, the players that I grew up admiring, um, and then and then for it to come uh, as part of like one of Adam McKay's projects, somebody you know a, a producer I just have so much admiration for. Um, so it's it, it's wild, man. It, it, it was it was a lot of fun, and we're obviously really looking forward to getting back to filming uh, season two shortly. Yeah, you know what I think though is like I think of it, of it being like such a blessing too because. This is like what one of your first major roles, right? So, right. So you know, you, amazing. Yeah. So the fact that you literally got in and it, here's the thing, and uh, Simpson's, you know, girlfriend doesn't wasn't not really a, a basketball fan, right? Yeah. But she loved watching the what was on screen, you know. Yeah. And yeah. So it's one thing that like, we watch, you know, we're we're obviously a sports podcast, so yeah, we yeah. It with, with a different lens because. I need to see if he really, if Magic is acting like Magic, is Kareem acting like Kareem? When you, when I have my wife at home, and when he has his girlfriend, and he's and they're watching it, and they're enjoying the show for what it is, and they don't have that background, you know, that's special. That's something that's really is special yeah. because people yeah. are enjoying the series, yeah. you know, just by watching and and seeing how it's filmed on there. You don't necessarily have to be a fan. You don't necessarily have to. Uh, remember yeah. that era so that's you you i mean again we <laughs> you, you're doing and, you did and, a great job and it, you know i mean uh rodney barnes a writer uh who did, did an amazing Absolutely. job and yeah. of course uh, we had jeff perlman on last year actually uh oh, while wow. he's still filming so we had him on uh, about his book when we found yeah. out that they were going to make the series so uh mm -hmm. you know we've been kind of watching this for a little while but uh the writing and um you know even longtime laker fans learned things there's, there's stuff right man right for sure yeah max bornstein and rodney barnes i mean two, two lead writers just and, and the research that they did right that's the thing that i really love and admire about them is just how much they read how much they consumed 
to really get the story right. And obviously Jim, Jim Heck, the creator as well. Like they talk about deep dives. And so, you know, we were on Spencer Haywood's podcast uh, probably a, a month ago. Mm-hmm. And he was talking about how people, how some players now will come up to him because they realize he was key to opening up the opportunity for high, high schoolers to go to the NBA. Um, uh, for people to go to the NBA early without having to go to college for four years. And so, you know, I think, and, you know, and, and so, so, so it's, it, this, it's actually true. Spencer Haywood is, 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 a, is a very dear family friend. He's my uh, cousin's godfather. And so oh, wow. growing up, I, cool. you know, I, like I, I knew who he was. I knew he was an amazing basketball player, et cetera. But like some of like the intricacies and nuances of his story, I didn't really know. And so, yeah. you know, in doing the research for, for the project, like reading his memoir, like, holy moly, like, I feel like every single American needs to read his memoir. It's just such a wild, wild and incredibly powerful story. When you just think of his life and, you know, just, man, just from where he started to where he is now and just this, just his heart of service. I mean, the fact that he was you know, serving as like the, the head of the NBA play, retired players association and his care for other players, et cetera. Like, I just, I think of, you know, everything that he went through his rookie year, just the scrutiny he was under, you know, from the league and et cetera. I feel like, of all the stories that really have blown my mind, that one in particular really, really blew my mind. Um, but yeah, I, 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 I totally agree with you. And I feel like, and, and it's great because I feel like uh, now there's a lot of people who are like, oh, God, I just finished the series. I wasn't watching it necessarily every Sunday, but I just finished it. And I, man, there's so much I didn't know. And I feel like that's that's definitely an accomplishment. Yeah, I, th- I think it's definitely a must watch. Um, but you brought up Spencer and I think that's a great example. Okay, so th- the series has definitely been polarizing. <laughs> Uh, we right. do know that certain uh, people who have been characterized aren't exactly happy with the way they were characterized. Uh, I have not heard anything from Kareem, <laughs> so that's good. Uh, but while there's been a lot of talk about saying, you know, it's been sensationalized and that's not who I was, we'll say Jerry West. He's the one who said it. <laughs> uh, we'll just put it out there. Um, Spencer was very honest to say no. No, that that was him. That is how, and this was very honest. Uh, so I thought that was incredible because they they were very honest with how they portrayed him as well. Uh, and I believe Noble Wood did an amazing job yeah. with that. I mean, yeah. everyone just did an amazing job. Right. I really got to say the casting spectacular, absolutely <laughs> spectacular. There was not one person in the wrong in the wrong spot. That, that's that's yeah. what I can say personally. But. Um, yeah, for so so do do you hear the 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 hype the the Jerry West isn't happy and this and that and if you do how do you kind of view that you just kind of it's 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 not on you kind of just let it go or it's just it's more buzz for the show I you know I haven't been paying that much attention uh, to be That's to be perfectly honest yeah I mean I you know, I think uh, I you know I, I what what I do know is that the writers and the producers are huge fans of these individuals and really grateful for what this franchise has done for sports. And so, you know, I know that it's coming from the hearts of people who just have an immense amount of admiration for these individuals. And, and, you know, and again, and the benefit of a TV show is, uh, is you, it's, it's, it's not just 60 minutes, right? You get time to tell the, the fuller stories about individuals. Right. And so uh, with, with season two coming up, we get even more time to kind of really unpack some of, of what we know about, uh, about, about these, about these people. So, yeah. Well, you know what's interesting because I mean we've kind of, I guess what for at least a month and a half we've kind of had different people come on. Like we've had Roy Firestone who was there, yeah. you know, there in, in during that time, yeah. uh, and we just had uh, we had Ted Dawson on. Uh, we, we had Dawson one on. of your one of the extras on Anthony Henderson. And Anthony Henderson uh, great. on the yeah. on the show with you guys. Uh, we so, have yeah. others scheduled as well. Yeah. So so. Spencer we, we, Garrett, who did an amazing job. As Spencer Jim. is incredible. Oh my gosh! Yeah, yeah. yeah. Anthony. Yeah. yeah. So, but but when I looked at it, like if we've done our research on like all these things, and especially Roy Firestone said, he said, "Look, uh, Jerry West, he was in the bathroom doing, you know, in, you know, because uh, he couldn't go watch the games, and you know, and, <laughs> he was that and he dress. was in wow. the car because he just couldn't handle stuff, and he would throw up, and he would do this. And what's so special about it is." Roy had not seen up until that time winning time, time, right? So wow. he literally is telling us, you know, things that he that he witnessed Jerry West doing, uh-huh. you know, and he had not seen how Jerry West was portrayed. So I believe that it's more something. I'm just giving my opinion on it. Um, sure. It's more something that maybe he didn't want people to know 
versus <laughs> it's ver- versus <laughs> them doing a bad job in what they showed. You know what I mean? Benefits. Uh, 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 that's just my I'm not asking you to agree. Yeah, no Because I, I want to see <laughs> so the I have second no comment season. there. Yeah, <laughs> I want to see the second season. I have I another question for you. Okay, we really enjoyed the show. When you were filming this, there was a ton of green screen. Ton of green screen. Ton, when yeah. you saw this all put together. Oh, my gosh. What, I mean, you must have just been floored. And then Absolutely. you can't say anything, right? You can't really tell right. anyone about <laughs> How hard is that? That's got to right. be awesome. No, you know, I we were still... Uh, the first, you know, we would get some, we would get clips of stuff that was, that they were going to actually put together and put out. And every time I got a glimpse, like I would text some of the other cast, like, oh my gosh, did you see that? That's so, especially the form stuff, when the form really comes together, that, yeah, it's, it's, it, it, I, I forget that we were filming it in front of green screen. I'm like, did we, was there, was there, you know, a full Yeah, stadium? you thought it was 17,505? <laughs> right, right. right. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I can't imagine that must have just been a great feeling. In fact, you probably forget yeah. that it's even you a little bit in there. You're just watching it. You get lost in the series itself yourself. For sure. Yeah. I mean, I think it's, you know, there's just this, this was such a fun experience. I mean, incredibly challenging, for sure. No doubt about it. But also like really, really fun and also really rewarding. And I mean, I credit it to you know, people. Some people ask me like, what, what was like the culture on set? And it was be, people just bringing their A game every single day. And so visual effects, sound, et cetera. I mean, you know, everybody was trying to knock it out of the park. And so when I watch it, yeah, you, you it's, it's fun to kind of just get lost and just the just the, the communal effort that, that was put forth to make this happen. So. That's amazing. And then uh, season two, as you said, you mentioned is confirmed. Uh, we are moving on to season two. And I'm, I'm assuming, uh, do you know much about it yet? Uh, do you know uh, when that starts shooting or anything? I not 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 exactly no not exactly. okay okay but because yeah. everyone's going to be waiting that's for sure yeah. that's yeah. for sure now yeah. now this being one of your first uh you know big uh, uh roles yeah. um obviously season two sounds like you're coming right. back um yeah. what else do you have in the works what else you, you got? know man I'm just I I I, I am I feel like I, I I just feel so blessed to have discovered uh this craft uh not, not necessarily discovered it, but they haven't gotten an opportunity to 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 do this craft at the at, at the age of forty two. You know, I'm it's I just really I'm, I'm pinching myself every day. I I I love acting. I feel like I now understand why it's often used in therapy, right? Like improv and acting are op- or mm-hmm. theater are often used in therapy to help people, um, you know, with what, what whatever they have going on in their mind and their heart. I mean, it's 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 a beautiful space. I mean, I you know I think of. Um, Right after I got the part, I went out to watch Wendell Pierce, who's a wonderful actor. He's been on HBO series The Wire. I mean, he's in Jack Ryan now. I watched him in, um, he was, uh, uh, in the, the play Death of a Salesman in London. I watched it three nights in a row. And, you know, I feel like it, it, it just reminded me of how moved I have been personally by film, TV, right? by, the, by the, the, the artistic expression of acting. And so, so I love the space and I'm, and I'm looking forward to more opportunities. So, yeah. So, you know, this is like when you're probably, you know, what we go over again, when your first real uh, gigs that you have. So look, I know me, if they got me to go and say, Hey Mike, we're going to have you start acting. The hardest thing for me would be to remember the lines. Like how do you, <laughs> you know, so uh, uh, they give you this script. The book, yeah. what, what, luckily, yeah. Kareem is a man of few oh, words. Oh, yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. Luckily, but no, speak but, much. Hey, but look, you know, I, you know, I'm just more like real with mine, man. If I would have saw like, what, a 200 book. pages of books? You're like, oh, no. and, and I got to memorize that, yeah. you know? How long yeah. did it take to memorize all those lines, man? Man, you know, it's like it's like anything else. Like, it's just reps, reps. You got to do over and over and over and over. You know, yeah, just like really. I mean, I I, I feel like I uh, just. I mean, I, and I, some of the tactics, like so, Wood Harris, who who played Spencer Haven, feel like yeah. not only does he do an incredible job on the show, but I also feel like he was really generous. He was a, one of a number of, of the older actors, more seasoned actors, who were really kind of talked about their prep, and he talked about. You know, there's 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 the method where you just kind of do it rote, where you just say it without any emotion, and then you kind of add a musical element to it. Um, and so I really experimented with a lot of different things. Um, but I will say, I always wanted to know. Like I was, I was, I was, I think I was most petrified of like one day not knowing my lines. And so that's something like I, I really and, and and granted, we get we get time too, right? After like we we get 
we get a few days. So we have plenty of time to really prep um, and, and really get them locked in. And then also, I think, you know, the, the, the beautiful thing about it is like the story kind of guides you along. Right. And so you, the, the writing you guys mentioned, it's just so good. And so I feel like it's it's easy and it, it, it's, it's easy to get just lost in that moment. And when you're lost in that moment or, or, what, or what some people say, riding the wave of the scene, then you're not worried about forgetting your lines, right? Your lines are just coming out of you. You know, I, I was talk, actually talking to somebody about this the other day. It's like, when, you, when you've done it enough, you get comfortable enough, you're no longer devoting any of your like cognitive energy to the anxiousness, the anxiety about messing up. It's just about being in the moment. And so, yeah. So again, I guess in summary, just reps. You stop thinking. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> you stop thinking and you just start acting. Yeah, because like I, re- I remember a couple of years ago, I was at a Starbucks and this guy, he would just just talking i'm like is this dude crazy he's just talking to himself like but he's he's doing emotional as he's going up and he's going down and i'm like yeah, man yeah. like what and then that, yeah. then we realized he was like oh i'm sorry i'm practicing my lines like, oh, that's right you know as you help or run you know yeah yeah and you know so yeah so because we, in the COVID era we're wearing masks everywhere we go oh. right and so yeah. Because I'm wearing my, my mask, I'm like reciting my lines as I'm running, you know, doing groceries, uh, grocery runs, et cetera. I'm like all day long just talking to myself, but no one can see it because I got the mask on. That's yeah. perfect. That's perfect. Yeah. Uh, our co-host here for this week, he has a show that he does Monday Night Fredos that goes live every Monday night. On that show, he asks each one of his guests uh, 10 questions. He'd like to go ahead and ask you those questions really quick, and then we're going to go ahead and let you go. So we'll summarize and we'll sum up with this. Uh, Fredo Cervantes, go ahead, please. Mr. Solomon, so real quick, this is a Kobe Bryant quiz I love to do every single time. It's eight questions in 24 seconds. I, I know okay. Kobe usually gets, gets rid of before 24 seconds, but hopefully you get a chance to do this, right? Eight okay. simple questions. Let's go ahead and get it started. Either or, right? Pizza okay. or burgers? Oh, man. Wow. Uh, I'm going to say pizza. Pizza. There it is. Instagram or Twitter? Uh, I'm going to say Twitter. All right. Well, Christmas or Thanksgiving? Christmas. All right. All right. So I know you're from Los Angeles. So pick either or Clippers or Lakers. Very easy, right? Is right. Lakers. <laughs> hey, no All pressure. Right. No pressure. All right. So, you know, we're going to go ahead and move to Halloween night. Jason or Michael Myers? Man, you know, I'm embarrassed. I don't think I've watched either of those, but I I know what Jason looks like because Jason has the mask, right? right. Yes, yes. Well, both Good Jason. He's got the hockey mask, right? Yeah. Right. My hockey mask. That's it. Right. Okay. There you go. All right. All right. All right. So tequila or vodka? Tequila. Tequila. All right. Michael Jordan or LeBron James? Tough one. Take take your time here. So, man, I'm I so I'm saying LeBron James, but. Thank but you. there's lots of reasons for that. So I'm just going to say LeBron James. I'm going to leave it at that. Uh, All right. right. Oh, last, last one here. Okay. I'm going to go ahead and put two characters out from your winning time uh, TV show here. Uh, Magic Johnson or um, we got the Dr. Jerry Buss. I mean, those two characters were perfectly. They were oh, just man. two favorites. Which I, I got both, both. I can't, I can't, I can't. Yeah. It's like asking like what my favorite child is. Like they both are so <laughs> Yeah. I, I get it because a lot of people love John C. Riley. Of course, he did an amazing, terrific job as well. But Magic, everyone's like, that's Magic. He has a yeah, smile on right. his face every time. Yeah. It was funny, right. too, because you I was watching the episode when you asked his father during the show, like, yeah. why does your son always have a smile <laughs> on his face? Like, why? And he was like, well, that's yeah. the way he was born. You know, once the doctor right. stopped him in his ass, he was right. like that. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I get it, man. Thank you, Solomon, for your time, man. For sure, for sure. Yeah, thanks. Awesome, Solomon. Well, thank you so much for joining our show. We really appreciate it. Definitely, yeah. look, we're outside LA, so definitely when you're back home in the Southern California area, we'd love to have you in studio. That's for sure. Cool. Uh, right. Everybody out there, be sure to follow Solomon at Solomon Young Hughes on Instagram. Uh, is that the same Twitter as well? Or do you have a different Twitter? I'm not on Twitter. I'm not on Twitter. Oh, yeah. Okay. So I, was trying, I, was trying to, I was trying to find them. Exactly. Find there them. You go. Okay, perfect. <laughs> so thank you so much, Solomon. Again, we yeah, so appreciate sure. it. We cannot wait to see you in season two. Trust me, awesome. we will be watching. All right. Thank you, guys. Thank you so much yeah. for watching. Right. And, and look, let me just say congratulations again. You did an amazing job. But yeah. Right. Again, we just can't wait to see you because uh, we're perfect for the part. Thank you, guys. Thank you, Solomon. Appreciate it so much. Bye-bye. Wow. 
Wow. So, yeah, we knew. Amazing. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. We knew guy. he'd break Amazing it down. Guy. He'd be great. Yeah. Yes. Um, again, the work that went into uh, studying Kareem. Now, of course, him having a PhD and being a doctor, he knows how to study. So, right. so that's an advantage right there. <laughs> that's for sure. Cause I was yeah. never a good studier. So, uh, <laughs> I would have waited till the day of and I would have said, cue cards, please. Uh, <laughs> no, I mean, it, it's, it's, I mean, when you get in a deal like that, cause I do have a background in acting and you do. In theater. I mean, I've done over 10 plays in, in my whole life. And every time I, I wasn't a studier myself either. And once someone told me, Hey, you got, now you got to memorize 300 pages, um, two, two hour play. I'm just like, Oh, wow. I'm not going to memorize that thing. But the more repetitions you do, the eight hour rehearsals, three, three, four times a week for three months straight, that thing gets cemented in your head. So it's, it's easier to do, I guess you can see in film because you can cut, edit, boom, boom. But mm -hmm. when you're live performing, it's a whole it's different a thing. Um, but we no, all know live. Yeah, yeah it's like, <laughs> like right now, you know. But it, know it, it's, it's a fun sure. ride. It's a but, fun ride. But you know what, though? You have to imagine, though, like, because, uh, look, I, I don't like to read. Everybody knows that about me. Wait, my, do you know how to read? I know how to okay. read. I just don't, don't like, like to read. To read. <laughs> and and, and if my mom is on here. She's probably going to be upset. Say, don't ever tell my body <laughs> you don't like to read. But this is probably something fun to do. You know what I mean? So if it was fun to do and you want to do it, it probably not as oh, yeah. hard. Oh, yeah. Especially growing up in L.A. for him. Right. You know, like yeah. your fan, like That's you said. Amazing. Like, That's yeah. really amazing. They searched the whole world and they found him in their backyard. Right. Right. That's That's so special. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like I said, because you when you go and you look at the experience, man, I remember, you know, you know, right around that time too, man. I'm in seven, seven, eight years old, and and I'm just, you know, acting like magic, you know, uh, passing yep. the ball to Kareem because yep. you knew it didn't swing left, shoot right, you know, you know, Chick Hearn, that was embedded in, in you, so yep, you, that's all you, you knew. knew that's what he was gonna do, and, and, and uh, man, hey, just hey. to be able to to uh, be that person that <laughs> that that you always heard about and watched and you admired is just amazing. That I mean, amazing. for for someone like me, I wasn't, of course, around in that time in the eighties to watch that. Oh. Oh, I mean, yeah, I being forgot. able to sit back and relax and watch this TV show, it's like a time machine. It, it, it's crazy because yeah, I've done my research. I've seen a lot of Kareem. I've seen a lot a lot of um the eighties Lakers, but just being able to see this series and seeing how it was, and I mean the Jerry West situation, of course. I mean it's just, <laughs> it's funny <laughs> to think about. You, you've covered that on your show. Yeah. As well, so definitely catch out Monday Night Fredo because yes. he's covered that as well. Yes. Um, okay, guys. So so let's get to some uh, current affairs. Let's go to some current news. Uh, I, I hear no. I hear some chants. Golden State. Yeah, Golden I hear it too. I Golden, Golden State. Golden State. Isn't that isn't that yeah, Lakers yeah, North? Isn't that going yeah. to call like them that. Lakers <laughs> North yeah. this year? Yeah, yeah. Okay, and Lakers also sure. they they their colors just so happen to coincide with the same colors as the Rams. Uh, the same colors as, uh, I believe, a soccer team that won. And uh, we'll see what happens. So the colors are right. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, what the hey. hell does that mean? It means <laughs> yeah, the yeah. colors are right. Hey, that, the colors. Whatever, here's the thing. Whatever, oh, the same whatever, colors as Ukraine. Whatever. <laughs> true. It's yeah. true. Hey, whatever combination. It is true. Need That's it. In order for the Warriors to be vent. Because, look, we're literally right now um, rooting for, I don't know about everybody else as a Laker fan. I'm not. Uh, I'm still a hard Laker fan, um, but I'm rooting for the Warriors. Oh yeah, because I cannot, no way, shape, or form, root for the Celtics. Um, I cannot <laughs> have them win 18. Um, so yes, I, I Warriors are the way. I think they have the firepower to do it. So wait, let, wait, wait, wait. Are you just rooting for the Warriors because you are a Lakers fan, or you're rooting for the Warriors because you feel like they have a, the better chance of winning in the series? I'm rooting for the Warriors because I'm a Laker fan. I'm rooting for the Warriors because I think they could beat them. So both. Both of them. Okay. Both. And, and you're hopeful. And, and I'm hopeful. <laughs> and you're hopeful. Right, yeah. All yeah. Right. So I hate the Celtics. I know now I know people your age, Fredo, you know, everybody, you know, <laughs> hey, these, look, these, look, these, look, everybody's look, huggy, huggy, lovey, lovey. Everybody these love days. each other. Look, yeah, look, we weren't like no, that. Back no in hatred. the day, there was some but, hate yeah. involved. No, no, and that lives on. That first conference commercial, I'm just letting you know, they had to call Magic up and say, hey, we're going to have Bird here at the same place. They have to call Bird up and say, hey, we're going to have Magic at the same place. Is this okay to do? They didn't vacation they, in Banana Boat yeah. together. <laughs> right. Look, no, I, yeah. I, I get that part. I've had multiple people throughout this week tell me because I, I was kind of rooting on for the Celtics to win this whole, this like, whole week. We, and I was like, they were just like, well, are you a Laker fan? I was like, yeah, right. I'm a Laker fan. But at the same time, I'm watching basketball. I'm looking at no. Marcus Smart, the defensive no. player of the year. Okay. No. Okay, hang on, hang on, hang on. So, so. What you're telling me is you only root for the team you think is going to win. 
I think because I'm watching right now. No, and no, do you I'm only looking. root for the team that you think is going to win? I'm I'm rooting. If someone's or, telling me who you're going to take, I'm looking at who's available right now. I'm looking at the Boston Celtics, who are the better team right now. You so, think, okay. but why do you think? Okay, that, but who do you want to win? I don't really care who wins this series. I don't care who who okay. does. See, I mean, that's, Boston that's, wins that's great. scary so for the, Laker for, fans. Well, let, let me it, just say this: it for is the, what it is. For though. the record, for the record, Fredo is not a Laker fan. Okay, <laughs> hey, because they're, they're but they call you a hater. There, yeah, there is nobody that is a diehard. <laughs> I, I, I believe. Hating. I believe. Believe purple and gold. There's nobody that bleeds ever purple and gold. Celtic. That but look, ever, listen, we don't see we, what you don't understand. Can't real Laker fans. Real Lakers fans don't wear green on St. Patrick's Day. You understand what I'm saying? We don't wear green. You know, I because we hate I, the color I, we green. Hate on, okay, if this if this was the Celtics and the Clippers, who would you would root for? Clippers. You know why I would do the Clippers? Wow, really? Because, you know. I would have won Boston and win over the Clippers any no, given time. No, I don't want minute, the Clippers on, to win in our on. backyard. No, but here's the thing about that. If the Clippers, especially win, Jerry West, it, it, being it, with it, the Clippers right it, now, I'd rather <laughs> no way Jerry is Here's my thing: I'd rather deal with a Clippers a fan so I could tell him y'all got 17 more before you. Uh, before no, before no, 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 no. You know what? You then, know what? I'm actually gonna gonna supersede that. I actually may that may be the one situation that you pick Boston that I may pick Boston because Boston fans would say, "Well, we got another one." Clippers fans, and especially Hear someone like a Clipper Daryl, he would <laughs> so, th- it's just, they would think that they just were so cool and overruled the world so much that mm-hmm. it would just, they, there, there could be violence. Like I'm just one, can, I might, I might one means violent. like 20 to them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, one means like, like 20. Dude, they, they win, <laughs> dude, they win a Pacific title and they raise a banner. <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying, like, imagine, dude, they might, their banner that was they he, get would probably cover crypto.com arena it right. wouldn't even be one size banner it would they, be like, they might they might put a, a, a one statue banner to of Clipper Daryl outside oh, next dude. to next to Curry and Well, you know they it, might do see, that. Well, see, no. and we know that's <laughs> do we why, want that? No. Well, here's the thing, though, and we, we can get it back on Boston. Clippers, right, right. if they just win one, they'll we, think we, we we won't be able to forget that especially night. in crypto.com. Well, no. But speaking of Clipper Daryl, though, you know why Clipper Daryl wants to Clipper to win? Because he he was told that he would get to go to the Hall of Fame as a, a super fan. <laughs> oh well, that's you know, that'll be good for him. You, you know the Toronto uh, yeah. when Toronto got won, their super fan. Yeah, they they put their super fan in the Hall of Fame. That'll and be big so, for Clipper Darrow. Yeah, but so I don't. Be sorry, Clipper Darrow, but I don't think the Clippers are ever going to win a damn thing out here. No. Yeah. Um, but uh, about the Celtics and the Clippers and the and the Lakers overall, I mean, I get it. You know, Boston is hated out here in Los Angeles. No one wants to wear green, but they are the better team right now. Left. Well, why do you say they're the better yeah, team? Why do they? I mean, look, like, okay, like, look, you you got to look at if you look at Stephen Curry, you got Klay Thompson, you got Draymond Green. That's the trio they got. I mean, anybody else around that, you can't really depend on Kayvon uh, Looney. Poole. You can't let you can't, Jordan Poole has never been in the NBA Finals. He does not know what it's going to take, the lights, the action that's going to take part of that. And I know Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, and the Defensive Player of the Year in Marcus Smart. Marcus Smart is going to make Curry someone else. Curry huh? is not going to – I guarantee you, he's not going to average more than Tatum 24 points. I, I have a question. Well, he hasn't been in the finals, oh, but he's been multiple I, I, years. Who, who, in smart, the, he, has Smart yeah. been in the finals? Smart, but yeah. they've been in the Eastern Conference yeah, finals but, three yeah, times. But, but isn't, yeah. isn't, they've been but, three but, times. But, but he's, been in he's the, okay, unexperienced leading a team. Jordan Poole, unexperienced being back a second in, role player of a team, and you're worried he may not in show a way, up? In a way, you can look at Jordan Poole being the second wheel of that team because you look at Curry, and besides that, who's going to be the second scoring wheel of that? A lot of people want to look at Jordan Poole. But Jordan Poole does not have a great night every single night. Klay Thompson's not going to do what he's doing it. pretty well. He's doing okay. He's, they, he's they've doing got, all right. They've got a squad, but they don't. They don't got no big man that's going to be able to defend Al Horford down there, and they don't have how a many, defensive oh, player. Okay, wait, wait. They, how many? Let me. I'm just asking so we're clear. How many? Celtics have won a championship on the team. Uh, on that team, if you want to really look at it deeply, none. How many were but, alive the last but, time the Celtics? Nah, but, how, how many? How many? But, how many have have gone been in the championship series? None. Okay. But okay, cool. They've been in in the hunt okay. for four to five years hey, already. I got you. I Their time is now. They've okay. been they've been fighting for this opportunity, and now they're finally there. That's what Utah thought, but yeah. then they ran into Chicago. Yeah. Right. Their right. time was now. They, they did run into Chicago, but uh, that Carl was Malone and John Stockton thought that their time was now. 
But Curry and Thompson and Draymond are not going to have enough firepower, even though they're at home. Oh, really? They don't. They're not going to have enough. I guarantee you that. You, you, gar- you guarantee. I guarantee okay, you. Okay, so, so, so you're Boston telling me- will win this. I don't know how many. I'll say Boston in six. You're going to, you're it better going to be, Boston otherwise they're coming back to Golden yeah. State for seven, right? Right. It's just the same way they did with Miami right Okay, now. so what game? Oh, let's break this down. Who's winning game one? There's no way Boston's coming out and steaming. In Who's winning game one? I don't know. One? I don't know. They're all healthy right now. Who's winning game one? Fo- and we, we, we heard Gary Payton's coming back. So and he, it's, and, gonna, it's gonna be up. and they're rested. And they're rested. Sometimes that might be so uh, that might go one? against you at times. They're not but rusty. They're rested. Game one. It hasn't right. been that game long. One. I mean, game one I, and Warriors. You, you might have Golden to give State. it to the Warriors because okay. they're going to win it. All right, so it's one. But don't game be surprised two. if Boston takes it. Don't be surprised. Nope. Okay, nope. you nope. do Let's understand it. if game they two. don't take one, they're not taking two. Game, game two. Who's winning game two? Because we're still at Golden State. If Golden State takes game one, Boston will take game two. Okay, did it in Miami. I will give you. Just simply this, say you're saying that Boston's going to leave with a split. I don't care if it's one or two. You're right, saying right. Boston will leave with a split. Yeah, yeah, there's no, yeah, no way. What there, if it's too well? What was that? What if it's too well? If it's too old, it's going to make it very tough for them, but it depends on oh, how. But you still believe. But it depends. It depends, it depends on the, on the score. It depends if it's a 102-101 type of game or is it a 119-99 So, So tell me, Fredo, why do you hate Golden State? I don't hate Golden State. I feel that <laughs> I'm looking at two teams, and all I'm seeing is okay. The best, the best player on this team is Stephen Curry, without a doubt. He's the best player. Yeah. You got Marcus Smart. You got the defensive player. So of the okay, Marcus but can he, can Marcus he stop Mar- Steph Curry? I, I believe so, and he will. Explain that to me. How's he going to do that? I mean, you look at what he did to Kevin Durant in the first series. He swept. Brooklyn Nets. They swept the Brooklyn Nets. Okay, but then, hold on, hold on. Stop there. Then you go and you beat the defending champs and Giannis Antetokounmpo and the Milwaukee Bucks. You look at what they did. Okay. Then they go on and beat Game 7 in Miami. So you see what Boston has done in this route. You see what Golden State has I'm, done. I'm going to tell you that's why it's not fair. Who was hurt in Milwaukee? Who was what? Who was hurt in Milwaukee? Chris Middleton. Okay. That's a major part. And they went, to, and they went to Game 7, right? So if Chris Middleton is healthy, who's winning that series? We don't know, but we assume. Who, who knows? But w- what about the first series where they swept them? Both teams were healthy okay, against the see, Brooklyn Nets. Who are the clearly favorites to win it all? But but the net the Nets are different though, right? That's just because they had the star power. But yeah, the, the, they didn't go the deep net, at the all. Net, but no Boston offense. was good enough to sweep them, and in order to be Giannis, in order to be jimmy butler and these guys out Look, there's there. no there's no yeah, doubt okay, they're, cool, they're a quality you. team but they they are coming up against a threesome that is championship pedigree right and that's the only thing that scares me but that means that clay gotta hit 25 to 30 per game because he he's well rested is he capable he's well rested no, I'm, I'm just asking is he capable he was capable capable of doing it in game six the other day but he wasn't capable of doing that between game one and game five he wasn't able to do that he's out of nowhere showed up okay, in game six. okay cool so what's more important game one Game five or game six? I mean, if you look at it that way, yeah, you look at a game six. But asking. between game okay. one and game five, all right, cool. I mean, I hope so, you win at least so, two out of those five. So, so, so what, we, what we're doing is we're talking about a player that shows up and has the three-point shooting record in the game. Doing, I'm telling you, Marcus and, and Smart. Okay, well, who's he guarding? Is he guarding Curry? Or, or but then you play? got Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum, two other great guys. Hey, guess what, guys? Lakers hired a coach. <laughs> when they did. Lakers hired a coach. Happy about All right, because we don't know what's going to happen yeah. in these finals. What we do know is it's going to be fun watching uh, Boston versus Golden State. That's going to be incredible. So we can't wait. And as usual, the NBA is hot on fire and always rolling. Uh, however, let's get to our Lakers talk really quick, guys. We're going to keep the show on track. The Lakers found a coach. The Lakers <sighs> hired. Darvin Ham of the Milwaukee, you spoke about the Milwaukee Bucks. Uh, the Milwaukee Bucks that just got beat by the Boston Celtics. Yeah, and the great uh, team out there. You know, but uh, uh, let's start with you, Fredo, as a guest. How do you feel about this hire for the Lakers? So, honestly, it took me some time to really analyze and kind of take in who we just signed as a coach for four years. It's not two, not three, but four years. We're not going to win a championship. We're not. LeBron, and I, I I told you, Money Mike, right before this, I said that the window that LeBron had to in order to win another championship here in L.A., it's just closed. Darvin Ham is not going to help this team win a championship. Plain and simple. He's not. I don't think, even though he's too young, I don't feel like we had to go that route to get a young coach who is does not have that experience to coach a, ta- a 
this type of team, LeBron, Westbrook, whether we keep him on the roster or not, AD, Carmelo, and whatnot, he just, I don't think he does. I, I mean, he might surprise us, but otherwise, I would I would have been happy with Frank Vogel at this point. I, I'm with Vogel instead of uh, Money. Mr. Well, I, I definitely think Dover Hammond is a better coach than Frank Vogel. Just like we know Jason Kidd is a better coach than Frank Vogel, right? We should have kept Jason Kidd. <laughs> yeah, right. We should have. But, but my, my point is, you know, when Jason Kidd was there, that's when we won the championship. Right. Jason Kidd left, and then now we got stuck with Vogel. Uh, Darvin Ham, I think is that definitely is a is a good pick. Um, pickup. He's young. He's able to. He's relatable. He was in the league. Um, the problem is, though, I agree with you that we can't win with the way this team is constructed right now. And you know, because it because it's still we still have the same problem. We have um, only way a Russell Westbrook could be um, effective. He has to handle and control the ball. We have LeBron, and LeBron's not going to give that up. Now, Money so, Mike, uh, the rumors are that one of the things that the biggest question that the Lakers had in their coaching search was how would you play Russell Westbrook on this team because they don't foresee getting rid of him unless some crazy deal comes up. So Ham must have said something that that they said okay or the other coaches said nothing and right. he at least spoke up we don't know what that is um the the bigger question here and, and i'd really like to get this out of money mike if i could because later in the season we know where he's gonna go money do you <laughs> feel that this was a decision led by clutch and or lebron james at this Ooh. point do you or do you not feel because you know the pressure if it doesn't work or whatever it's gonna come down on lebron was he involved do you believe he had anything? And if so, to what degree? I believe that he was 100% involved in this. Um, but I, I believe that he sees now that he has to act like he wasn't. Um, and I think he did a good job and acted like he wasn't. Because like, his tweet, which is... He was one of the first ones to tweet about Well, it. right. Well, he actually did a confirmation tweet, right? Because yeah. it was rumored that there was getting them. And he was one, oh, my God, yep. Darvin Ham, that's great. So, to me, that lets me know that he knew that, you know, it was a done deal before oh, he everybody knew before else did. It went public. And, he, yeah. and he confirmed it. But the way the tweet was put out there was like he was fine out like everybody else. Because he now knows that we don't take all, you know, you can't just go and navigate and move and act like you're part of it and then run away. Because he got a lot, whole lot of heat. You know, you, you know, when they were saying, uh, can we, we remember, we remember, you know, keep that same energy where, you, you know, yeah, you, you say we own. And yeah. in the season, you said this, he got a lot, he got some heat. He got more heat than he thought he would have because they pulled up that old tweet and then he kind of ran. So I think he definitely is orchestrating, being a little bit more strategic, but this, that's why I don't like it. That's the very reason why I don't like it because he still is so much involved in the coaching part of it. And, and, and he needs to be more concerned about he playing his role and, 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 and just being a player versus um, controlling who he's getting coached by. Alfredo. Yeah. Are you buying that? Are you buying it? That because he, he look, he, he, uh, money. Mike is walking a thin line. If if I may say he on one, one side of the line, he's saying, Oh, well, LeBron definitely knew. But he didn't say that it was LeBron's choice or LeBron wanted him. He's just saying, well, well, of course they're gonna. LeBron knew before it went public. Yes, of course. But what did LeBron say? Out of my choices, this is my guy, and this is who I want. And they went with it because of that. Do you believe that or no? I don't think so. I think that Genie, Kurt, and everybody else up there kind of laid it down. Like, hey, these are our three options. These are who we got, and I'm pretty sure. Maybe LeBron picked Terry Stotts, which I thought he was going to be the guy. I thought that he had more of a respect factor with the players and maybe Damon Lillard, who could have become available any, any minute now. He maybe could have been the guy that, hey, you know, because Damon Lillard uh, said it a, a few years ago. He's like, yeah, I love Terry. Terry's a great coach. So he's on his good side. So at the end of the day, we always got to look at any possible way to recruit for the near future. Um, but I think LeBron really didn't have much to say. He really, maybe Palenka just came to him. Hey, LeBron, this is who we got. You're going to have to go with them. Live, live with it or not. 
And because the Lakers know that LeBron has not signed another contract. So mm-hmm. I don't think they would talk to LeBron and be like, hey, LeBron, do you, who do you want? I think they came to LeBron and be like, hey, this is your coach. Deal with it. Or maybe don't sign a contract and move on. Because I know money Mike maybe wants him to move on. Oh, well, first of all, I definitely want LeBron to move on. Number two is I don't think by no step of the imagination that they said, hey, Darvin Ham's your coach. And deal if you don't it. like it, deal with it. That <laughs> completely did not happen. Maybe not. Maybe so. We maybe not. Knows? Maybe so. I don't think he had worked well. Well, because if LeBron really said, hey, give me Darvin Ham, I don't think LeBron knows or if he even really wants to win another championship. Because how is Darvin Ham going to win him a championship? Frank Vogel won him one. He did, but Vogel at least <laughs> Vogel at least had the experience of being a head of coach, being in the Eastern Conference Finals, and you know doing those things. He was with there on the sideline. I think he was, I he think, was on a, yeah. I but believe, Jason Kidd's coaching history before he came back to the Lakers wasn't exactly beautiful. True. Yeah. Okay. So so his second run coming yeah. back with the Lakers as an assistant and then going to Dallas has looked better. But I mean, look, Ham does. He's I'm, got time next year. He could blow it too, and everyone's going, "Oh shoot, Jason Kidd." I I seriously believe everyone that. loved Vogel in the bubble, right? I, as I did too. And then they everyone gave Vogel the benefit of the doubt the next year when uh, uh, Polinka blew up the frigging team for whatever right. reason. And then we had injuries and we said, okay. And then it was the third year when finally you said, okay, this guy can't do it. I just didn't like the fact that Vogel right immediately during training camp told Russell Westbrook, this is, you're not going to control the ball, so don't even bother. And that's what kind of ticked everything off from the very beginning of the season. And that's what ruined it. And I feel that Vogel could have done a much better job with Westbrook. Well, that's something happy. that Ham will probably do better with is, right. is maybe, dealing maybe with players' so. egos. And, I mean, they got you someone know. younger. Um, that might be a good thing. That's the only thing that I love that he's y- a young coach. A young coach, and especially someone like LeBron say now they got um, someone that they can relate to and, you know, down on the court. So hopefully it's a good thing. But I honestly don't think they're going to win an NBA championship. I don't. Not well, in the LeBron ev- era. Well, everyone's getting better. Like you said, Boston is rising. It's taking them some time. Uh, Miami looks good. Great. Memphis is going to be crazy. Memphis looks to the West. Yeah, Memphis. Yeah. Even Minnesota is getting a little bit better yeah. there. Uh, Patrick Beverly. Uh, but- <laughs> <laughs> and D'Angelo Russell, too, man. Yeah. We know that kid. But- you know, but um, – It'll be interesting to see, uh, but I, I don't think too many Laker fans are hopeful with this team as built. But if we could get a healthy AD for a season, which would be amazing. Well, that's if that's if, a big if. if. That's that's a well, that's a, that's that's you know that's more difficult than actually getting a good coach. Just okay. If you could, if you just right. knew that you were going to get a healthy AD, then then you're pretty good. But uh, unfortunately, that that's even more difficult to do than yeah. anything else. Um, okay, guys. So what we have here is we have the Celtics going to the finals, which just just Woo. burns Lakers fans. Uh, we have Fredo, who believes the Celtics are the better team. So I'm going to cut you off right here. Go ahead. I'm going to cut you off right here. We are live. Show's almost over. Um, I've already, um, I'm 1-0 and against bets. Uh Here we go. (laughs) So right now. You are, you are. I was a lucky one. Right, okay. I was lucky, you know, however you want to say it. Um. I think I know he's a hundred dollars richer than I am. I think I can predict my predictions are I'm hundred percent of my predictions against you. So I'm gonna make another prediction. So far, what do you know? Yeah, so yeah. far, what do you know? Hundred percent. Um, that's easy math. I, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say, well, listen, Patrick Beverly beat LeBron two nothing, right? Oh, so hey, shit. so but but I'm doing it again to prove that it's not a fluke. Okay. Right now, I'm gonna bet you hundred bucks. Okay. That the Warriors are gonna win. Um. And they're gonna and they're gonna hey, I think it's gonna go. I'm trying to see how, how many do. games is it going? You know what? I'm gonna say no more than six. If it goes game seven, I lose. If the Warriors win, it goes to game seven, I lose. Okay. My prediction is five games. Okay, so 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 let me so get five to, games. So wait, 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 wait. No, no, let no. me get when this I, straight. He's saying is, that Golden State wins in six. At least if six. it goes to seven, I lose. He loses regardless of who wins. But my prediction is five. So picky is five or six. No, no, no. What five. I'm saying is his prediction I, is five, but he doesn't trust his prediction enough. So, so go with your money. Go with six. five. Go no, with five. No, listen. You got to go with five. No. At this point, you got to go with five. He, he might a little pay bit of wiggle in the room. first two games. Yeah, right. <laughs> no, give me a little bit of wiggle <laughs> no, room here. No, I'm giving. I'm, Boston, I'm, Boston saying, will, I'm saying Warriors in six. I'm saying Warriors okay. in six. But you're saying but, Warriors in five. But I believe <laughs> he always right. No, I know my prediction is Warriors in six. All right. I believe they could do it in five. 
I'm telling you. So what they, do you really I, believe? I'm telling you, if it goes seven, I lose. All okay. right. So so it doesn't how about, matter. How about let's make so it? So what I'm up. saying is, this is basically what I'm saying. Warriors. If the Warriors no less, no more win the six. championship in seven games, I still, still lose. lose. Right. How about let's, let's let's make it this way? Feel confident about your belief and make it in five. So if they go six or I seven, you lose. Let's go, dude. No, five. I, I can't do five. Okay. Do you really what is believe it? on the Warriors? What is it? What is it? Is it I, five I, or six? Warriors, I would say Warriors are shake, six. Shake, shake. Well, I would say Warriors are six. Hundred bucks. How about five and a half? <laughs> uh, are we got a bet? Come on, come on, money, money. Meet me at five, money. Let's meet me at five. Hey, you're you're already up one zero on me. Why not feel confident? Man, listen. Come on. I, I, I'm already giving you, if it goes seven, I lose. Right, but I, I mean, feel confident about your pick. I'm money, confident about my pick. All right, you guys got like 10 seconds here. All right, all right, all right. What is it? I'm confident about You know pick. what? I'll take you it? just because I know the boss, Boston Celtics will still win, and you might be a little salty about that afterwards. Oh, Excellent. I'm going to be real salty. So we yeah, have a bet. Okay, the there bet is, is Money on Mike, the record. $100. Money Mike bets that the Golden State Warriors will win in less than six. If it goes to a game seven, it doesn't matter who wins. Money Mike loses. If Boston wins in four, five, six, or seven, Fredo wins his $100 back. Boston in six. I'm still right. giving the advantage. Boston in six. All right. There I'm still it is. Oh, yeah, you got the, he has the house advantage. Boston in six. Yeah, deal. Boston in all six? right, Boston everybody. If we're so, going five, you give me all right. I won't be surprised. Everybody, you, you know. You're going to give me one You know that. Money Mike. Hey. No, we finish every show with a segment we call Money Mike's Out of Bounds. I already know where this is going to go. Money Mike is going to go ahead and share his thoughts or opinion on a topic, and it's simple. He just wants to know, is he inbounds or out of bounds? Well, look, out of bounds. You've got the money. Yeah, you know what? I already know I'm out of bounds with you, Fredo, because you're not a diehard Laker fan. So so, I, I so am, but I, just, I right. just see that who's so, the better team right now. Here we go. So, look, so we all know we all love Jason Tatum. The only thing I hate about Jason Tatum is that he wears a green and white uniform to play basketball in. He came out with uh, Kobe uh, elbow uh, uh, band, right? Now, I think that is great. That he did that, I I respect him for doing that. But if a Laker would have came out in a Celtic armband, I am tearing him up because uh, there's no no reason in the world for any any reason any case. I don't care. That is not allowed. So am I out of bounds to say that there is no reason why a Laker player could come out with a Celtic uh, uh, armband? I'm out, I'm out of bounds for saying that. I mean, uh, yes, you are out of bounds because you're you're looking at Jason Tatum, someone who trained with Kobe, someone who loved Don't Kobe, care. and oh, the, I appreciate the it tragedy me. that happened with Kobe. Why not? I mean, when Kobe went to Boston in his last year, I mean, he had a standing ovation from the whole Garden in there. I mean, Boston at the end of the day still has a little bit of love, and I just hate because I know you love to hate on certain people, Money Mike, but they loved Kobe, and if I see maybe LeBron. Wearing a Larry Bird, because Larry Bird is to say that he he doesn't pass away. But let's say Larry Bird passes away. I wouldn't mind LeBron James wearing a 33 patch with a little bit of green on him. I mean, it's just respect for the game um, in that case right there. You're inbounds. Thank you. There is no way. No. Look, look, look. There <laughs> is a time and a space for everything. All right? If I was a diehard Celtic fan that lived through the years and have been suffering through the lean years with one championship from our Paul Pierce group. I'm telling you right now, I love Kobe. You're right. He gets his dues. He gets his roses. Not on my game day. Not when my Celtics are playing. If I'm a Celtic fan, I'm just saying, look, you want to show Kobe the love, show it in your game. Don't wear purple and gold on my squad. That's what I'd be saying. If I'm a Celtic fan and if I'm a Laker fan, I don't care. Bill Russell, all of that good stuff. <laughs> Look, you can wear the black armband to respect someone who passed away. You could do all that. You're not wearing the other teams, the, the arch I mean, you can wear the Kobe colors. shoes, maybe. You can wear Kobe shoes. Yeah, you but you can't wear all can't, sorts of right. now, now I really see where you guys are coming from, how you guys just don't want Boston to win. I know no, Jeff, you're probably going to be look, ready for Golden State in the series. I'm going to tell you right now. I have to. I'm going to tell you right now. I did not admit Larry Bird was good until he retired. Wow. Until he could no longer hurt you. Until he was retired. <laughs> wow. Well, as soon as the day he retired, I was like, oh, he was a bad man. And that is our guy, Money Mike. Thank you guys for joining <laughs> us so much. Fredo, thank you for joining no us problem, and co-hosting uh, Dr. Solomon Hughes.
Mr. Sullivan. Amazing. Amazing, amazing actor. Amazing portrayal of Kareem. If you missed any of it, go back, rewind it, replay it. You have to listen to it. Uh, download the audio podcast on all podcast platforms this Tuesday. Absolutely amazing interview. We were honored to have him with us, and we hope uh, when he makes it back into town, Southern California's hometown, he'll come join us in studio. Of course, we'll let you know. Uh, we do have a big announcement coming up, another live event, you guys. Man, oh, uh, we will be, be putting the details out very, very soon. That is looking like it's going to be June 12th in Pasadena, California, so definitely mark your calendar, save the date. We will have information. Follow our Instagram, both Infanity Studios and the Profanity Nation Instagram for more information. You're going to want to keep up to date on this one. That I promise. We'll have more details about it on next week's show. We want to thank Marco Nunez as well for joining us. Thank everyone on Solomon Hughes' team who made it possible. Thank our producer, Duan. And we want to thank our cameraman who's on leave, Theo. Thank you very much, Theo. We're always looking for you. Theo. Uh, to everybody else, thank you for joining us. Thank you, Clubhouse. And we'll be back next week. We're Peace. out. We Deuce, out. Peace. Peace.